everybody and welcome to the Northside Care Team Podcast. Today is July 1st, 2021. It just so happens to be my parents' 54th wedding anniversary. Yeah. So happy anniversary to you guys. Awesome. Um, Romans 12, 2 is the verse that we base our podcast on. Uh, change your mind, change your life. Today is episode 42 and we're talking about discipleship with our guest speaker, Jim Probst. Yeah. Well, welcome, Jim. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, we are so glad to have you here. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Jim, he's our executive pastor. Uh, you've been on staff for 10 months now? Is that- 10 months and sometimes 10 days is how it feels with experience, <laughs> 10 years with wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, we are so blessed to have you uh, here uh, at Northside on uh, uh, on our leadership team, and we're so blessed to have you here today on the podcast. So we're excited to dive into discipleship. Thanks uh, for inviting me. That's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, before we get started, though, uh, our listeners will tell you that uh, we often have a, a, a soft start, and uh, so today our soft start is "Never Have I Ever," and so this is going to help our listeners get to know us and Jim a little better. So, uh, and for those listening, nobody knows the question except for me. So. So we'll get started real quick here. So, uh, never have I ever bungee jumped. Ooh, I've done that. Have you really? Okay. I have okay. Done, awesome. Yes. Wow, I have not. <laughs> I, I have lacked the opportunity, but I'd love to do it. I, I've I've never bungee jumped, but I bungee swing the the swing at okay. Kings Ooh. Island. So yeah. Well, you know, before I bungee jumped, I always wanted to skydive and do all of those things. That took all of that out of me. That's that's the one and only thing I needed to do. I'm, I'm good now. Awesome. Awesome. All right, this is a this is a lighter one. I, I'm uh, so I'll go ahead and just read it. Never have I ever dropped Mentos into Coke or Pepsi. I've actually done that. <laughs> I used to be part of the children's ministry here at church, and um, yeah, we did that. It's just yeah. just on a whim one day. <laughs> That's like a rite of passage for children's ministry. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I was a youth pastor for 13 years. I never did this. You never did that. At least not on purpose. Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to get some Mentos when we're done here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, the next one. Uh, and I, I've never done it, so I don't even know. I'll have to ask you later how that turns out. So Your boys would love it. Okay. Uh, never have I ever re-gifted a gift. Am I allowed to plead? Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'll lead. Yes, I have re-gifted a gift. I got a gift at a, at a, at a, at a work function a few years ago. Uh, really wasn't crazy about it. So within the same Christmas season, I re-gifted it for another gag thing I did so yeah. for our wedding we had four count them four picnic baskets that were given to us oh wow and at least three of those went away to, as gifts so <laughs> nice. yes we've done it yeah nice I've probably done it I can't think of anything okay specific. okay all right and then the last one is uh never have I ever gone to work or school with any type of mismatched clothes <laughs> I, I'm so fashion illiterate that that might be happening on purpose or on accident. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure, perhaps even now. Okay. I'm not even close to being a morning person, so I've I've done a lot of weird things in the morning. But probably, well, I know within the last year, I've shown up here to work with two different shoes on. <laughs> I, I I think probably the, the the toughest place to do that is when you're in school. And I remember a friend of mine. She was like, she told me she goes. Tommy, you, you don't look right. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, your shoes, it was either my shoes were brown, my belt was black, my my belt was brown, my shoes were black. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea. I didn't wow. even know that was even a thing. That's a so, tough crowd right yeah, there. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, that, that was one of many, many examples. But uh, that, that was a tough uh, situation to 
to recover from. So, but uh, but as we dive in today, our topic is on discipleship, and uh, and we just want to do that well. We know that's a word that's thrown around. I shouldn't say thrown around, but but uh, mentioned many times in in Christian uh, churches or circles. And so we just kind of want to help uh, unpack what is discipleship and and how does that help us in the care department? Like how, how can we apply that in the care department? And so, you know, when we, when we think about the care team and what we do, uh, you know, we, we want to meet people right where they are and we want to connect people with Christ centered healing and, uh, and help them remove any obstacles journey with them and just help them become more Christ-like and equip them to help others become more Christ-like. So, uh, so Jim, I, I know we just went through a, a really good study about discipleship and mm-hmm. I know, I know you've, uh, uh, you touched on a little bit when you, when you taught last about discipleship. So, uh, so yeah, just, just unpack for us, like your heart behind discipleship, uh, your history with discipleship and the things you've seen and, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. So I, w- I would tell you that on a high level, my my um, my area that I feel most comfortable in would be in the group setting, and whether mm-hmm. that be a care group or a life group or whatever type of group we're talking about, those dynamics make sense to me. Yeah, and somehow it lowers the bar just a little bit. When you talk about discipleship, that gets a little scary. You know, most people when they think about discipleship, they think, "Well, I wasn't formally discipled." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a certificate in my closet somewhere. I don't <laughs> know what that means. Therefore, I can't disciple somebody. Mm-hmm. And somehow it gets scary. So we, we soften it. We say things like mentor or apprentice mm-hmm. or pouring into, or we have a variety of ways. And yet biblically, discipleship really is the deal. And, and you mm-hmm. really, biblically, it's hard to dodge that one. Yeah. You know, we're all called to disciple. Yeah. Some are called to lead in different ways, but we're all called to this discipleship thing. But it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So my heart in this is uh, forever I've been looking at great resources. I, I certainly read the scriptures mm-hmm. and... I've got a handful of them tucked away in my head and my heart that that would inform discipleship. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's an intimidating thing because you feel like discipling is reserved for the the super Christian. Oh yeah. With all the answers. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not that, don't call yourself a disciple and definitely don't call yourself a discipler. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that, <laughs> that I just want to acknowledge those stress points. So I've discipled people and yeah. I've been discipled, but it's such a difficult thing to to quantify. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you do, it becomes formulaic and not life-giving. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's hard. Yeah. But absolutely. anyway, I, I love, love, love doing life with other people. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm better with others. Mm-hmm. I know I'm called to be with others. Yeah. And uh, I'm a broken mess without others. Um, the oh. guy that's pouring into me right now is a guy that called me yesterday mm-hmm. and discipled me over the phone. And I'll tell you what, without that, I, I, uh, I don't know where I'd be. But discipleship matters, and it's fuzzy, and it's hard, and it's intimidating. Let's start yeah. there. And, and it's fun, too. Yeah. So Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how good it makes me feel to hear Jim say that discipleship is intimidating. Yeah. Because yeah. I look at people like you guys who have the education and the experience and the whatever and think that's how you disciple. And I feel so um, just ill-equipped most of the time. So I think we all better. do. Thanks, yeah. Jim. <laughs> I'm here to help lower the bar and, and join you down that. You know, wherever that might be. Yep. So w- one of the things we like to do on the Care Team Podcast, when we talk about specific terms, we, we like to define those terms. And so um, as we were prepping today, I, uh, I was telling the team that I found a couple different definitions for discipleship, both of which I, I really like. And so one was from a dictionary. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, just a couple highlights. Devoting oneself to a teacher, learn from and become more like them. 
Uh, in the Christian context, that refers to the process of learning the teachings of Jesus, following after his example in obedience through the power of the Holy Spirit, and becoming a disciple. Uh, and it, the process of becoming a disciple uh, is not just that, but it's also of making other disciples through teaching and evangelism. And, uh, and Jim, I know we just went through that study, uh, the, the new Bobby Harrington book, uh, Disciple Making, and I really like his, his quote too. Uh, and uh, just a couple of tidbits from there was, you know, uh, helping people follow Jesus, helping people be changed by Jesus, helping people join the mission of Jesus. Yes. And I, and I think that like really just sums it up. I thought that was very concise. And so I think one of the hard things there of those three is to be changed by Jesus. Yes. We can say we follow him. <laughs> The being changed is hard. Mm-hmm. The mission, we can buy into it mentally, but to actually be changed by it, oh yeah, that's a little bit hard. Yeah. yeah. As as I was doing some research before today, I was I was diving into and you know, thinking about like the fruits of the spirit and it's like, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to we're going to focus too much on uh, what we do rather than what Christ did and just focusing on getting those things instead of actually the heart change. And so, yeah, I I I agree. I think that's uh, really challenging and and, and just like, you know, just like you said, Jim, too, when we look at uh, like Matthew 28 uh, and, you know, and and Christ, you know, telling us to, to go make disciples, that that was for everybody. So, like, that means everyone listening, everybody in this building, everybody outside this building, everyone across the world, there's, uh, you know, we, we all have different gifts and talents and, and skill sets and different things in our heart and different opportunities. And so just trying to figure out how do we make disciples with what we have and what God has prompted us. So. I, can I chime in there for a yeah, second? 100%, yeah, 100%. So discipleship is like evangelism in my mind in that if you think of evangelism as you have to catch them, you have to clean them, you have to cook them, you have to, <laughs> you have to do it all, then yeah. no one evangelizes because no one oh, has yeah. all the answers. Yep. Discipleship's the same way. If, if what you're describing is all solely on Tommy to get all this done— you're going, whoa, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I hope that's not. <laughs> but, the, but the good news is when you get into a care group, uh-huh. you get into a life group, you get into a church body, mm-hmm. you're going, I don't have to be everything to everyone. I just need to help somebody to follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, mm-hmm. and recognize and commit to the mission. Yeah, I don't have to fix everything, but I need to help them take that next step. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, discipleship, Lori, we were talking about earlier, now discipleship is palatable, doable, right. yep. not as scary. But uh, it, it's it's an overwhelming uh, task and endeavor unless you go, okay, with God's help. Yes. <laughs> with the community surrounding me, by the Spirit's power, now I can step in. Yes, yeah. That, that makes me think about, I don't know, just, just my life and parenting and being a single parent. I feel like I have to be everything to everybody all the time. And, you know, part of that is sharing Jesus with your children. And that 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 gives me a little bit of comfort remembering that I don't have to be and do all things and that they will get Jesus from other places and people in their life also. So the great apostle Paul, who should be able to say boldly, I've got this. Even he says something interesting. Right. He says, follow me or some, some translations say, imitate mm-hmm. me yeah. as I imitate Jesus. Yep. And so it's bold in saying, Hey, I want you to imitate me. I'm worth imitating. But his point isn't so much that I've arrived. It's imitate me or follow me while I'm following right. because yeah. I haven't arrived. And all of a sudden you go, okay, okay. That's not so scary. <laughs> right. Makes it a little easier. Yeah, that, that, that was one thing I was going to bring up. Uh, a real-life situation uh, happened yesterday morning on the way to church, uh, bringing our kids here to dive in. And I was I was trying to coach our, our boys, you know, through through the week and what dive-in is going to be like. And, and uh, 
we were having some discussion and uh, my oldest son, I said, um, you know, I said, you know, this is what mom and I would do. And, and he's like, well, I'm, I'm not you. And I'm like, you know what? I just failed. I shouldn't have said that. I, you know, so I rephrased. I said, this is what, you know, this is what Jesus would do. This so, so don't follow mom and I, you know? And so, and, and now, now thinking about, you know, with, with you saying, that, I should have probably rephrased it even more being like, follow me as I follow Christ, but understand that we're, fo- you know, we're following Christ ultimately. So like, so our, our response to him was, you know what, don't, don't do like mom and I do because, because there'll be times where we are going to fail, you know, we're just going to, you know, face plant, you know, we're not going to get it right. So, so follow Christ, you know, as you're, as you're doing this. So Mel Lorenz says something in his book on spiritual formation. He says something along these lines. He says, people don't really want to follow you. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> What they want to know, and he's talking spiritually, yeah. they don't want to follow you. They want to know that when they follow you, they're ultimately following Christ. Oh, okay, yeah. And so the better yeah. the better you can be almost uh, translucent, mm-hmm. they can see past you to the one you're following, mm-hmm. the better off you are. And a lot of times we get, again, we get this weird notion where we have to be Superman or Superwoman and and almost block the view of Jesus by this dominant view of us. Mm-hmm. And that's backwards. Yeah. So, yeah, follow me, but... Only because I'm following him. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'm not worth following. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you know, and, and as I was, I was looking at um, Bobby's um, uh, de- uh, definition of discipleship, and I was looking at our uh, our lines of effort here at Northside. I, I see some really close alignments there, and so uh, you know, as we start thinking about the discipleship strategy of Jesus, you know, as we follow Jesus, as we uh, as we um, follow his example, you know, and so like for us, our discipleship strategy of Jesus that we, that we see is connecting with Christ, uh, connecting with our community or with Christ in our community and then connecting with our calling. And so, you know, when I, when I see like connecting with Christ, I see, you know, we're also, uh, Bobby saying, joining Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and making him first and last and continuous in all things. And, and, you know, focusing on, understanding his teaching, studying, uh, following the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and making that uh, very intentional, uh, doing that very systematically. And uh, and, and we, we, we can see scripture where, where Jesus calls us to do that. You know, I know I was looking at Mark one seventeen, and the ESV says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so I, I think about, you know, he's, he's, he's telling us a lot there, <laughs> but you know, a couple things I see, like he's saying like, you know, I'm going to demonstrate how to do this, you know? And so, and as I was, I was thinking about, you know, being, a, you know, fishing and, you know, uh, uh, in the ancient world, I started looking about, you know, there's just like three different types of nets and I'm thinking, okay, you know, when, as I'm trying to read through this, I'm like, I would need a demonstrator to show me how to, how to even fish with these three different types of nets, you know? And so, so Jesus is saying, follow me and I will, I will make you fishers of men. And he's, he's helping us see that he's going to be our demonstrator. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a net in my office for a long time, an old school net, Mm -hmm. a rectangular shaped net as a reminder that uh, fishing for men by the ancient ways Mm -hmm. and by some of them in current cultures, isn't about a fancy bass boat and one hook (laughs) where you catch them and then you put them on a wall and you talk about the one you caught. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it's with a team. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, again, that's freeing. It should be a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be about that one trophy that you talk about. It's about a daily partnership with the community of Christ. Yeah. Uh, helping other people be, get connected, get caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I know within like the context of care, you know, we look at all of our different care groups or maybe just even just celebrate recovery. 
uh, and, we, and we see the impact it has by connecting with Christ. I, I know Nate talked about this a few weeks ago. I've heard it a few other times as well. Uh, and the effects of, you know, when we're connecting with Christ, you know, just once or twice or even three times a week, you just see like these very minor changes in depression, anxiety, stress, you know, satisfaction. But when you get to four plus times a week, you just see it, it just goes off the charts. And so like we think about, you know, the impact connecting with Christ alone, not not even community or calling. We see what that does for, for uh, our listeners and the, and the folks in the care community and folks seeking out support groups. We see significant uh, you know, positive gains just by connecting with Christ on a daily basis. Yeah, the, the stats make sense, and it helps to change the mindset. You're not trying to get just a little bit of Christ so you can have a little bit of life enhancement. Yeah. You're saying, I want Christ in and through my life because I don't want life enhancement. I don't want to add him to my already full plate. Yeah. I want to empty my plate and take yes. on Christ. Yes, exactly. Big Ex- difference. Yeah. And that those stats make sense for that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the second uh, area we focus on is con- connecting people to Christ-centered community. And when I was looking at Harrington's, uh, when I was looking at Bobby's definition, I saw, you know, being changed by Jesus. And uh, one of the, the the sayings we have in our in our, our group's community or group's department is, is that this is where uh, life change happens. This is where growth happens. This is where you start seeing a lot of fruitful um, gains. And uh, even when I think about, like, the fruits of the Spirit, I think about, you know, like, patience, kindness, gentleness. That's all geared towards others. It's, it's, it's with others. And so... Uh, and we, we look at the importance of, of spelling those out, and then we see things like uh, one another in the Bible. We were talking before we got started about you know how I heard somebody say that it's hard to one another alone. Yeah. And, and we see like you know, so I looked up that the Greek word uh, alelone, and it, it was it was mentioned eighty two times in the New Testament. And so it's like that's pretty important for for using this multiple times throughout the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So you know, what does that mean? And you know, it talks about one another. You know, and so it's it's really hard to to one another, sharpen, spur on, encourage, pray with, uh, share one another's burdens. If you know, if we're not in community, yeah. If you could summarize the scriptures in one word, and I think you might be able to. Mm-hmm. If it's not covenant, it's relationships. Yeah. In both cases, it implies that there's more than one of you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's it's meant to be lived out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's modeled by the Trinity, the Triune God first, and then calling us into community. We should constantly be looking for who's that Paul that's pouring into me. Yeah. As Nate said a couple weeks ago, who's that Barnabas that walks beside me? Oh, yeah. And who's the Timothy that I can be pouring into? Yep. And I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I see your, your two heads are nodding that they can't see, but I, <laughs> we're, we're agreeing on this. Yes. If, if we're living that way, I mean, 99% of our issues are being resolved right there. We're getting that person that's just saying, I, I love you and I'm going to invest into you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else walking beside you, everybody needs that. Yeah. Yep. And then when you've got just enough overflow to say, how can I pour out what I'm learning? Not mm-hmm. I have, not that I've arrived, but how can I pour out what I'm learning along the way? Yeah, man, the church is bru- it's just beautiful. Oh, absolutely, when we do that well. Yeah, well, and I, I know one of the books that uh, I think Bobby co-wrote another book about discipleship, and he talked about these different uh, levels of relationships, and so he, he talked about corporate, public worship, large crowds, and and that that's important to to celebrate and to come alongside others weekly, but he also talked about personal and transparent relationships and small relationships and the importance of those where you're, you're, you're really getting down to the deep stuff that maybe you don't share with everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and it's, it's hard to, to, to get to those levels, those deeper levels when you're talking about a group of, of even more than 20, it's just hard to have those deeper relationships. 
And so, yeah, as, as we as we as we share with one another and, and pray with one another and, and have those you know, uh, just really hard conversations where you're 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 confessing sins and you're you're talking about your struggles and and where you're you know areas that, that you know you need to grow on or maybe the Holy Spirit's prompting you to grow on. It's hard to have those conversations in large uh, large gatherings, and so just the importance of having smaller, very transparent groups is important. Absolutely. You know, I have the privilege of talking with Bobby Harrington on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We, we frequent, uh, frequently converse. And last time we talked, we were talking about this very thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is that if you walk into your care group or you walk into your life group and you think that you have to equally invest into every one of them or be invested into equally for everyone, mm-hmm. you're going to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. However, you can walk in and say, I'm going to facilitate the group if you're a leader and I'm going to disciple the individual. Or if you're the one that's receiving that, I someone is facilitating this group and I'm a part of the group facilitation and I'm going to be receiving more of a, a mentoring or a discipling from one. That's palatable. Yeah. And uh, it is, again, it's a little bit freeing in that. But in that group context, it's a really big deal. Yeah. It, that, that is where you can find that person you have a kindred spirit with, someone you're connecting with well, someone that will speak truth in love in your life, and you receive it well. It's, it's a good thing. Well, in, in, in the, you know, the, 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 smaller, the smaller you go in those smaller numbers, uh, not, not, not that diving into God's Word is not important. That, please don't hear that. But, but it, it's a very uh, holistic relationship, you know, because you're not just— all right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know the importance of community today. It's like, yeah, let, let, let's unpack that. But let's, how are you doing? You know, like, well, like what's happening in your life? Like, uh, a friend of mine, he's getting ready to get married here in a couple of weeks. So we're, you know, we'll, we'll spend a big chunk of the time just talking about that and you know his anxiety with you know not anxiety, but like the things that are, are stressful about that. You know, like all the decisions to be made and then you know all the all the things that they're gonna be doing in the next few weeks. But then you know we'll talk about life and you know job changes and stuff like that. And then it's a very holistic and. Uh, just a, a wonderful, beautiful relationship, and then and then you're uh, you start diving into these you know these these other truths you know and that, and again not not we're not saying that that's not the key thing, but it's when you're one on one you can have those deeper relationships. And, and the more you spend time with someone, even if you're not actively discipling, you're sharing things, you're building trust, you're yeah. having fun together, and then when those moments do come to be there for someone or disciple them. You already have that trust in that relationship. Yep. All right. So I want to chase that a little bit. So (laughs) M. Robert Mulholland uh, is a great author, and he makes a comment about this, and I'll I'll bet you guys will agree with me. Mm -hmm. When we're in, especially in biblical community, what we would love to do is present the very best part of us Mm -hmm. rather than the broken part of us. Well, that's true in any society, right? But when we're in the church, hey, we're doing fine. Everything's great. But what (laughs) you guys are both alluding to is what about those times when, how are you really doing? Mm -hmm. What's really going on? So Mulholland says something like this. He says, we are, we are conformed to the image of Christ when we are at our furthest from him. That's the point where he wants to conform. Okay. That's, the, that's the part that he wants to shape and change. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the part that we hide from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we're in community, we can't hide it so well, especially if it's legit community where it's not just for one hour, you're, you're doing life. Yeah. And all of a sudden you start to see those rough edges and the people are going, no, how you doing? Right. I, I saw what just happened <laughs> with your spouse, with your child. I, I saw that said, look. <laughs> exact. How are you doing? Yeah. And, and now even that is a discipling question. Mm-hmm. And when you've got those trusted relationships, you start to have those refining moments. So the things that are furthest from Christ are brought near to Christ mm-hmm. because of community. 
I like that. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. And, and when you're around people who, who know you and you, you come to a moment of crisis or you have that day or your face is just not right, you don't have to share the entire backstory to yep. explain what's happening mm-hmm. that day. They, they know, they know you yeah. and just, and honestly, just being known is huge to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, if you weren't, that'd be just kind of awkward oversharing with a stranger. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't really ask how I'm doing, but let me tell you in detail. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then, and then lastly, like one of our, 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 lines of effort is connecting people with their Christ-centered calling and, and, and looking at Bobby's definition, uh, you know, joining Jesus's mission. Uh, you know, again, I heard somebody say a long time ago, we're not, uh, we're not all called to be missionaries, but we're all called to be on mission. And that, you know, we get that from, uh, from Matthew 28. Uh, and so, you know, understanding that, you know, we're all called to make disciples. We're all called to evangelize. We're all called to share the hope that's within us, you know, with gentleness and respect. And so, and so how does that apply to, to care ministry? You know, maybe, maybe you, you have, you have no background with, with some of our groups, but maybe you're saying, Hey, I just want to serve others. So maybe that's, that's coming and, and just opening up a door. Maybe it's just greeting someone. Maybe it's helping someone find their class. Uh, but there, there, there's many ways to, to dive into your calling uh, without, you know, having to have direct experience with some of these, uh, with some of these classes we offer. You know, and you're probably alluding to this already, but uh, if you're thinking about the care ministry, you might be thinking about that hour and a half where you're together, the two hours you're together. Yeah. But it's a 24-7 thing. Mm-hmm. You know, those who attend a care group, they are the front door to the church. Mm-hmm. They're the front door to the care group before they ever knew a care group existed. Yeah. And so... You, if you talk about living out the calling, it's why you're taking um, your your spouse out to get groceries. That's when yeah. you're with your child at a sporting event. And you're living it in such a way that you get to, by living your calling, uh, invite them into that front door, mm-hmm. which could be care ministries, which yeah. could be that particular group that's going to meet that felt need for that season that yeah. drives you to a deeper need in Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it, yes and amen to when you're in the group, but it's kind of like church. Well, church isn't only nine forty-five on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Yeah, it's it's twenty-four-seven, mm-hmm. and same thing is true. But so when you talk about calling, yes, when you're together as a formal group, yeah, with a structured moment, yes, uh, and when you're outside of that, yes, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and one thing that Tom mentioned, I don't remember if it was on the last episode or, or when our discussions, but you know, the 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 when we think about care ministry and in our calling, there. There, there, there's something for everyone. And so, you know, maybe you're coming to care ministry and you're thinking, well, I'm just here for the single and parenting class. I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Well, if you need to come, come the whole semester, come two or three semesters, but it's at some, it's at some point we're going to, you know, if you come multiple times, we may ask you to, to lead a group, you know, or maybe, maybe you're not feeling called to lead a group. Maybe you're called to, maybe you're feeling called to, to join a life group or to eventually lead a life group. You know, uh, you know, that would be one path or maybe you come to conquer and you're, you're struggling, you know, with uh, with purity, and you know, you you've gone through a class or two, and you decide, hey, I want to I want to go to CR, I want to want to celebrate my recovery. Maybe you start leading a group, maybe you start, you know, joining a life group or leading a life group, and so there, there's many paths that you know, it's it's not just a, okay, I came here for this, and now I've got my community. It's like, no, you're on a uh, one of the things, uh, one of the the, the phrases we use uh, uh, as we're planning is the continuum of community, and so we want to we want to help this be. If, if this is your first place you're coming into community at church, we want this to, to not be a one and done. We want this to be a springboard to your next step. So maybe your next step is in six months. Maybe it's in six days. Maybe it's in six weeks. 
you know, uh, somewhere in the middle there. But um, we want that to be a springboard into groups because we know that that's so important. And, 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 you know, a lot of folks come to life or come to support groups and they're, they're looking for healing. And I know Nate said it a few times from stage, it's maybe God is prompting you to take your pain and turn it into a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe he's calling you to, to, to lead in, in, in an area, mm-hmm. you know, to help people see that there is Christ centered healing in there. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, and as we think about next steps, you know, one next step in, in, in with support groups is we have celebrate recovery every Monday night, 6 30 PM, except for holidays and for special occasions. So every Monday night, 6 30 PM West auditorium, we would love to invite you. If, if you've never felt welcome or invited, or if you just didn't, you know, you had a bad church experience, we just want to say you're welcome here. Everyone is welcome. We would love to have you join us. Uh, maybe maybe you're looking for more of a, a focused support group. Well, we have our Care Night classes coming back August 23rd, 6.30 p.m. Uh, it's 13-week cycles, twice a year. You know, maybe you're coming for, you know, you're, you're recovering from the wounds of, of divorce or cancer, chronic pain. Maybe you're uh, having some financial struggles. Uh, maybe you uh, you have a family member who's struggling with LGBTQ+. Maybe you're a combat vet. Uh, we have a lot of focus groups, and we're here to, to say that, you know, we're here to serve. You, you are loved. We want to care for you. We want to help connect you. We want to help remove any and all barriers, and we want to journey with you uh, to, to heal, to help you during, with the healing process, and also to help you get into community for, for long term. But... Uh, and, and if, if we don't have a class, then and there's a class. You, I literally had an email right before we got started. They were asking about a class. And, uh, you know, if we don't have a class that uh, to address the, 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 the group that you want to talk about, let's have that discussion. We, we, we want to, you know, maybe there's, there's not an opportunity now. Maybe there's an opportunity in the future. So, so as we close out, uh, I just want to say thank you, Jim, for joining us. Uh, this has just been an awesome discussion about discipleship. I know we can spend hours talking about discipleship, especially if we start really dissecting some of those topics. But uh, we're just so thankful for your insight, your wisdom, your leadership. Glad uh, to be a part of yeah. it, guys. Thank we're, you. We're, we're so glad you could join us today. And uh, hopefully you'll uh, you'll come back and, and uh, on subsequent episodes. And That'd be great. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. So, um, But uh, as we close out, we're reminded that uh, prayer is, is one of the primary ways we want to care for people. You know, we want to we want to listen. We want to encourage. We want to pray with you. So as we as we close out, uh, we want to close out prayer. So so let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for for loving us. Uh, God, we thank you for this discussion. God, we know that discipleship is it, there. There's so much to it, God, and 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 you know to to be uh, not only just a a follower of Christ, but also to to help uh, disciple others and to help others. Uh, become followers of Christ and to help sharpen them and to make disciples and become a, ma- a discipleship or disciple maker. Uh, so God, we just pray that uh, that you just bless uh, our conversation. We pray that you bless this episode. Uh, we pray that uh, that at every turn we just we seek out your will and your wisdom, your word, your direction. May we just surrender to that. Uh, God, I know that people have said it before. Maybe. Maybe if we were needed to, God, just give us the prompting to, to get out of the way, just to follow your lead, because uh, because we want to we want to do that and we want to do that well. Uh, God, we thank you so much for for Jim uh, for his time to come on and to uh, to to share uh, his wisdom and insight. God, we're so thankful for uh, for his leadership and his direction during this uh, conversation. Uh, God, we pray that in everything we do, we bring glory and honor to you, 
And uh, we pray this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, don't forget, uh, you can join us every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. to catch this episode or others on Amazon Music, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And you can also go to mynorse.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.